Peterson starts that wonderfully. Let me tell you why you are here. Jesus was wanting to tell those around him the reason for their humanity and then the reason for their own specific situation. We've been doing this series, excuse me, We Are. We are ragamuffins. If you're a visitor, you're in scary territory. We're all fallen, we're all twisted. 80% angel, which is quite a good percentage, really. 10% demon, and the rest in Fitzroy is very hard to explain. We're fallen. We're not hypocrites when we do wrong things, that's our profession. We do wrong things, so we need salvation. And that's who we are too. Remarkably, this bunch of ragamuffins around you are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. And last week we were looking at how we were a nurturing community, building each other up in the variety of things that we do But remembering that we are not a building or programs, we are an organic living community of people growing into maturity. So today, let me tell you why you're here. We are particles of light across the city of Belfast. Fifty yards away, Magdala Street, very influential when I was a boy. The Holy Lands in those days, and there's some among us who remember, were filled with spiritually alive students who were more likely on St. Patrick's Night to be in some Bible study somewhere or some world prayer group than they were to be throwing bottles around the area. They probably could have done, actually, with a wee bit of a life outside CU as well, it had to be said. But in a couple of houses, just literally, I think it might be number eight, number 12, I spent a lot of my time living in Union College. And one night, a guy called Alan McElroy handed me this piece of black plastic vinyl. I brought one out recently, and my daughter says, what is that? It was by a Canadian called Bruce Coburn. It was called Dancing in the Dragon's Jaw, and my life's never been the same since. And in the middle of that piece of black vinyl were these words that I've used as a prayer ever since. Let me be a little of your breath, moving over the face of the deep. I want to be a particle of your light flowing over the hills of morning. That somehow in this... An album that through Coburn's amazing poetry and imagery, influenced at the time by his reading of the Christian novelist and writer Charles Williams, through the vividness of his poetry and imagery and the spirituality of his life and the amazing ability to finger dance on a guitar fretboard, you were taken into some kind of mystical place where this prayer said to us that we could be part of something bigger 
that we could be a part of God's breath on the face of the deep. That we could somehow be linked and connected into that. And that we could be a particle of God's light flowing over the hills of morning. What an invitation. What a possibility. Let me tell you why you're here. It is to become a part of that breath of God. To become a particle of his light. And so we are. We're no average congregation. The young people have, I'm sure you do it, but maybe if you haven't a young person, you don't do it. We are weirdos. And as I sing to Caitlin all the time when she's very embarrassed at her father's antics, I'm not a weird J, I'm not a weird K, I'm a weirdo. And we are a unique, <clears throat> eccentric little bunch in various ways. But one of the ways that we are is this, that very few of us walked 50 yards to church this morning. We have come from all over the city and beyond. We're not a local congregation in the traditional sense. And I think that's a result of many things. But what it says to me is this, and we'll look at the local next week. But what we are is that we're people who are scattered across the city and who come here to find the nurturing we talked about last week so that we can be those particles of light across the city. I've said before I was asked on committee, what's your vision? What's going to be here in 20 years? A lot of Tillet signs down Fitzroy Avenue it would seem to me. What's going to be there? And the one thing that we know is going to be here is the city centre is still going to be just a mile away. And those of you who passed seven churches to come here ten years ago only passed two this morning. And it's possible that in ten years' time we'll be the closest one to the city centre, Presbyterian at least. And we want to be here, coming in from all around the city to remind the city hall to remind the authorities that build the city and protect the city and do things for the city that Jesus is alive and well and we're going to make sure that he has a voice in whatever is going on in this city. But as well as that, tomorrow morning, you're going to waken up and go to work or retirement or wherever else at various points around Belfast. Let me tell you why you're here. Well, the first thing is that we're here because as human beings, very soon after God created the, the world in Genesis, if you look at the next few chapters, you find in this creation out of chaos into some kind of sense or whatever, you find that very quickly, as well as the creation of a world, we have the creation of social structures. And human beings are told to go and cultivate the earth. Told that again after the flood. Go and cultivate the earth. As humans, our job is to look after. Desi would say to take us from Eden to the new Jerusalem. 
to become part of God's breath and a particle of God's light, to do in the world what it was designed and made to do. Of course, it's fallen. But that doesn't stop our vocation. And when we're redeemed, we come into our rightful vocation to be the human race who looks after and cares for God's creation and all that is around it. I uh, read a little bit of Nicholas Wolterstorff and like to think I've read a little bit more. Bought his new book, Justice. It's a lovely book. I've read three or four pages and quoted it. Do you know if you quote a page about 123 somewhere, people think you've read the whole thing? Good advice. But you need to get the right quote before you just throw it out. I quote Wolterstorff a lot, but that doesn't mean I'm well read. And Nicholas Wolterstorff is very, very clever Christian thinker, just for those who were saying, who on earth is he playing outside left for Manchester City? Um, um, I quote Walter Storff a lot, but sadly I have to confess probably only one or two quotes. So um, this is the one I like the best. Gratitude, obedience, and vocation. These are at the center of Calvinistic social piety. Obedience, motivated by gratitude, and expressed in vocation. I love that. It's basically who we are as ragamuffins redeemed to be heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Obedience within our lives in our personal holiness, motivated by our gratitude towards God for what he's done for us, to express itself in our vocational living. Let me tell you why you're here. To obey out of gratitude and express it through your vocation. Now, what is our vocation? Again, wonderfully, sometimes you're not too proud, but we're reformed. You know what I've discovered? I have a lot now, when when I say we're reformed, look at you. Are there any Presbyterians among us? Probably very few when I think about it. Um, so, you know, we're not holding tightly to that in Fitzroy. It's one of those unique eccentricities again. But the thing that I've discovered about the Reformation and the Calvinist side of the Reformation that I'm not always dying about jumping up and down about is how everybody now in, I think, evangelical Protestantism, well, not everybody, but most people, assume it in their lives. For instance, at the time of the Reformation, the Catholic Church believed that the vacation was only for the guys at the front who wore the funny outfits. They were the ones who had a vacation. And when the Reformation came, the Anabaptists, they said, well, let's set up our little commonwealth somewhere in the middle, but not influence the rest of it. And the Reformers said, no, 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 no. Everything's God. Every single molecule in the universe is God's and we are going to be all in the priesthood of all believers vocationally called to redeem every last part of it. Which means that your vocation tomorrow morning is as you go into work or as in retirement you go and visit folk or do something. Retired people are usually more busy than those who, who aren't. Um, as we, Everything that we do, we are there to bring the kingdom. We are, in our vocation, those who will reform and restore it. Frederick Bickner, it's one of my mantras, where your deepest gladness meets the world's deepest need. We need to find that place 
where our deepest gladness meets the world's deepest need. Remember that bit in Eric Little in Chariots of Fire? Um, this is where when I was working with students, they were going, Duh. it's great to be among peers. Um, Chariots of Fire, there's that bit where his, his sister's saying, you've got to go to China to be a missionary. You've got to go to China to be a missionary. He says, I will, I will, I will. But God delights in my running. And there's this bit that just shows him at full pace and the sense of God delighting in his ability to run fast. Deep gladness. And through it, he met deep needs. Front page news. Talked about a hundred years later in Fitzroy, never mind elsewhere in the world. That sense of satisfaction when you've just done something is your deepest gladness. And then we need to look at where it might touch or connect with the world's deepest need. Patricia, last week at the front, Patricia's um, one of our elders who was in Nepal for a period of time and she was feeding back last week about her time there and coming back in. She said something that I agree and disagree with and we both agree with it because if you hear the disagreement, she even agrees with that. She said um, she doesn't see herself as a missionary because she's no more important than any of the rest of us. Amen. Except I do see her as a missionary and all the rest of us. Just tweaks it slightly. You see, for some reason when you come out of Bible college and you're going to Nepal, there's a prayer letter at the back. And you've got post post we call it at Christmas time. We did this and we did that and we're going to do this and please pray for us and all that kind of stuff. Now why is there not one for all of us? Why are the Jordans or this Colin who's with us this morning going back to Argentina... Why are they more important than those who lecture in Union College rather than STS? Why is Stephen working on water projects there more important than those of us who work in water projects or electricity projects or whatever it is here? They're no more important. We've somehow made them important because they've gone overseas. And somehow in doing that, we've lost the vocational importance and vitality of our own Ministries tomorrow. Tim McGowan, who was once one of us, although he was not one of us while I was one of us, so he was once one of you, um, he could see it coming. He looked ahead and saw Stockman and thought, I'm going to get out long before that. <laughs> Tim was speaking at um, the special assembly, the Presbyterian special assembly in August, and he said this, and he wasn't criticizing, I don't think, Fitzroy, he was making a general statement. He said that now that he's working for Tear Fund, people come up to him and say, ah, what are you doing for the kingdom this week, Tim? He said, when I was working on the probation board, nobody ever asked me, what are you doing for the kingdom this week? And I think we've got to think about that. Because wherever you guys are, my problem when I'm speaking in a group, I know I could mention all the different jobs that you have and we could be here for a while. But wherever we are, we're particles of light. Wherever we are, we're bringing the kingdom. And maybe we need to think about that. Maybe we haven't. Maybe we think there's a church life, there's a spiritual life, and I go to work to get paid. It's good when you go to work to get paid. But it shouldn't really be the driving force of why we go to work. 
Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. I was talking to somebody this week and they were um, in their work. Well, you can work them out, it's not secret, but they were a dentist. And he was telling me how he diffuses the fear. You know that fear? He was saying, I was standing this week with a drill and I was about to put it in somebody's mouth. They said, I did something I'd never done before this week. And the guy says, what's that? He said, I bought a Tom Jones album. He says, the guy was chilled out straight away. He was thinking, what on earth is this idiot buying Tom Jones for? And he started to talk about the new Tom Jones album that we played just a couple of Sunday nights ago in the evening service. And, and they started talking about Tom Jones. He said, the guy was finished up, smiling out, and he didn't even know that there was anything going on in his mouth. And I thought, now there is a man fulfilling his vocation. You could tell that the deepest gladness of his heart was not that he was making money at it. In fact, he'd left firms that were too interested in making money at it because he kept saying to me, it's about the people, Steve. It's about people. And wherever you are tomorrow, most of you will deal with people. Being particles of light. Just brushing into them. Maybe that smile you give or that thank you that you give might mean all the world in those tiniest ways we can be little particles of light and those of you who are retired and are saying preach it to them Steve I'm just enjoying my retirement but tell those ones out on vacation there well let me tell you something you guys don't seem to me to be stopping at all you're involved in all kinds of things and it may be that now you're freed up there's all kinds of things that you can do you can pray You can come and volunteer in baby and toddler. You could come on a Wednesday and volunteer as we try to open the church. You could say we're so excited about the church being open that I'm going to volunteer and we're going to open it all week. There are things that you did while you're at work that maybe we need done within the fellowship or other people in the community need done. In this congregation with such a small percentage, probably the smallest percentage of any congregation in our denomination of retired people. There's only about 21% of you very small percentage you're more vital and valued than ever because our strength in congregation is 30 to 50 and they're all at the head of their careers and they're all looking after their children and they've got great ideas in their heads but they don't have the time to do the ideas in their heads and then the retired people become really crucial so though I'm saying to you let me tell you why you're here The homework is to go away and ask yourself, why am I here? What's my role in the priesthood of all believers? What was I put on earth to do? What can I still do at whatever age I am? Where does my deepest gladness? And where could that meet the world's greatest need? And where does Sunday affect Monday? And where does Monday affect Sunday? And how can we bring those all together? I need to create, we need to create a nurturing fellowship that feeds all of your vocations because we declare this morning that we are particles of light and all of your vocations bring the kingdom of God to wherever you are. May this be such a fellowship. May this be such a Sunday morning service that you go out equipped to fulfill that vocation. 
Particles of light or salt of the earth are the two images in today's reading. Let me finish with a little bit about the salt. Could have took this title, could have took this song, but I went with the particles of light. David Gray, another singer-songwriter, has a song called Let the Truth Sting that I quote quite a lot. And let me read some of the lyrics because it's quite a lengthy piece, but let me see, read some of the lyrics to you. And let me, as I read the lyrics, get you to ask yourself, where can I let the truth sting? Where can I be particle of light? Where can I, with God, be his breath over the face of the deep? Gray sings this. The hour is out of joint and the black sun has risen. And the river of words is flowing on through these cages of tradition. And they're handing out emptiness. We'll take it because it's given. Free with this plastic innocence and these standards of living. Questions, lighted questions, burning holes into my head, hanging like shadows over the sun, staring out like the eyes of the dead. And sometimes my soul flickers as the wind of change blows cold over the mire of repetition, down the corridors of rigmarole. What I say, what I think, what I put down in ink, I'm only trying to find a way to understand. And I mean no harm. I'm just searching for calm in the storm of mankind. Do you find it there in the sea of faces that drowns you every day? Or in the silence and the rubble and empty spaces where children and rottweilers play? Is it buried in the praise given so cheap with a meaningless movement of the jaws? In the looking glass that flatters you or in the rattle of hollow applause? Blind circle, moon and sun, body willing but mind undone. One pain ending while another begins. Lies, ruin, disease into wounds like these. Let the truth sting. From the hub to the limit, through the urban hollows, out into the poles of the extreme, to echo through the numbness of these godless minutes in the shadow of delusion's regime. I feel it from the pit in my stomach, into the ditch of my mind, inside the chambers of my heart as I stare half blind at these walls of cardboard, at the space that I've rented, at your beauty that is crumbling though you try so hard to prevent it. On and on. Body willing, mind undone. One pain ending while another begins. Lies, ruin, disease. Into wounds like these. Let the truth sting. Let me tell you why we're here. That in our vocations, in the entirety of our lives, we would be the breath of God moving over the face of the deep. We would be particles of his light glowing over the hills of morning and that we, into the lies, ruin, disease of this city, into wounds like these, we would let the truth sting and heal and preserve. Let us pray. Our God, we live in a city full of lies, ruin, disease. We live in a community with many wounds. We've been praying this morning about our own wounds. 
And we long into this fallen world that we're dragged through every week. That you would enable us and equip us and nurture us to be particles of your light. Flickering across the entire city. And that into those lies, ruin, disease, into wounds like these, in our vocational role as human beings and a redeemed community and body of Jesus, that we would let the truth sting, heal, preserve, and flavor. We ask it depending on your strength to do it. And we ask it to bring glory to your name. Amen.